0: Amen. Here we are tonight, Wednesday, April 27th. And we are here at our midweek service. Amen. Today is the end of the month for me, as you always are reminded. On the 27th of the month, amen, is the end of my month. Why? Because my wife passed away on the 27th of the month. And that began on 20, the 28th of the month. It started us off with a new life, a new month, a new life, a new challenge, a new direction. So we always end on the 27th, so today is the end of the month. And tomorrow, the 28th, we start a fresh new month. And I know you guys got a couple more days after us, but that's just what we've been doing for the last three years. Tonight, Wednesday, 27th of April, if you're going to join this, amen, and then listen to this on the podcast, it's going to be podcast number 39, podcast number 39 on our YouTube page, amen, activating, amen, you could see that as the date for 27 too. With that, amen, tonight we're just going to jump right into it, amen, and so we're going to get on the subject of what we just left off on, on Sunday morning, amen, we saw that there was uh, a continuance, amen, of this thing that had happened, amen, right after Jesus uh, is found in the empty tomb, amen. He is found outside of the tomb, amen. And outside of that tomb, amen, we, we know that he goes into John chapter 20, verses 19 through verses 23, and he begins to commission the apostles, amen, or the disciples as now commission uh, them as apostles, and he tells them to receive the Holy Spirit. So Sunday's message, amen, we talked about, amen, receiving of the Holy spirit and how it's important to understand that it is at the moment of salvation. Now do not get this mixed up as with acts chapter two and being filled with the Holy ghost. Amen. Being filled with the spirit of God. And there are two different moments, not processes or, or, or or levels. Amen. It's different moments in a believer's life. When a believer believes in Jesus Christ as the son of God, and that he died on that cross of Calvary, to forgive us of our sins, for remission of sins. He paid a ransom that you and I would never be able to pay, and he paid that price on the cross. And for that, for that, you and I are saved. At that moment, amen, of salvation, we have received the Spirit of God. Now, after that moment, amen, in order for us to be functional in what God has gifted us in and called us to be, we must be filled with the Spirit of God. And so tonight, amen, uh, it, it kind of in the same genre or uh, motion or mom, uh, momentum of that uh, spirit of God, amen, we're going to talk about a subject called frustration, a subject or title called fuss, frustration. In other words, when you're frustrated, amen, just for your uh, information, amen, today's the 27th of April, and today is opening day for trout season. And the High Sierras, amen. Now, there is some talk that they've delayed it to the 30th, which would be, uh, I believe, uh, on Saturday. And so, if you can see my new hat, uh, Salty Crew, come on, somebody. We used to say salty in the Navy, amen, for guys who had been in the service, uh, been on ship, amen, and been out to sea on a ship. And so, we called sea legs, and we called them salty, amen, because of the salty sea air. Well, this is Salty Crew, amen, for out there deep sea fishing, but I love my new trout, hat and what better way to wear it today the last day of the month of april my birthday month come on somebody and the beginning tomorrow the 28th we'll be out there fishing amen for some trout and so with that amen i want to just come before you right now and just really really challenge you on this subject called frustration frustration now there are many different reasons why people are frustrated and uh i don't want to get sidetracked on it but there's a lot of things it could be addiction. Uh, it could be unrighteous living. Amen. It could even be pornography. Men who battle, and yes, even women battle with it as well, but men that battle with pornography tend to be frustrated individuals. And that's for another sermon. Amen. And another podcast. But tonight we're going to talk about, amen, being frustrated. Amen. Because we're stuck between that process of being a receptive or receiving the Spirit of God and being filled. With the spirit of God, and what better way to understand this portion of Scripture or or uh, this understanding, Amen, than looking right at the one that begin to show us, Amen, His carnality, His frustration, His failures, His faults, Amen, and His shortcomings than Peter himself. Can you say Amen? Now we don't got time, Amen. Today's Wednesday, Amen. So I want to just really quick, quickly through this podcast and through this Wednesday night service, Amen. But I hopefully I can strike some conversations with you, amen? So in John chapter 21, we know that it begins in verse 1, and it begins to talk about when Peter, and, amen, and, and, and the men of God, amen, begin to uh, stray away from the Lord, amen? Look at what happens, amen? <clears throat> I just want to really uh, just think about this, amen? When we think about this in Matthew in the 20th chapter and 21st chapter, Peter, amen, is frustrated, amen? He does not know what's going on. He's looking around, amen. And Jesus is gone. Uh, He's he obviously was crucified on on the cross. They come to the tomb. He's not there. And there's a lot of this rumbling or chatter that's going on amongst the believers, amen. Amongst the disciples, and Peter finds himself at this place as you and I many times in humanity and in life, amen. We find ourselves at a crossroad. Say that with me, amen. A crossroad. And when we find ourselves at this crossroad. We don't know which way to go. Do we go left or do we go right? Do we go forward or do we go back? And Peter decides to go back. Well, as he go back? Amen. He goes back to his formal ways of living. Amen. And so when he's there, Amen. We see that Peter, Amen. He he, he turns around and he says, Amen, to the other disciples, Amen. I am going fishing. I am going fishing. And so when Peter says that, the other disciples that are hanging out with them, they say, well, we're going with you. Now, I want you to catch this, because when you think about this going fishing, they were fishermen. Jesus called them to be fishers of men, not fishermen. He called them from being fishermen to being fishers of men in Matthew chapter four. And so now they dropped their necks. They follow Jesus. Now I want you to catch this. Amen. In John chapter 21. Look what the Bible says in verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him and said, no. Now, we know Jesus is not always talking, he's not talking about carnal food. He's talking about spiritual food. Come on, somebody, low-hanging fruit, amen. In other words, amen, that we're so dripping with spiritual knowledge and spiritual outpouring of God's spirit in our lives that people can come and pick our low-hanging fruit. In other words, the scriptures, this, the testimonies, the experiences, and the anointing and favor of God that's happening in our lives. Can I get an amen? And so in that amen, he asked some children, do you have any food? They said, no, we don't have nothing. I want you to understand this, amen. You know, they just spent three years with Jesus. They, they walked with him. They talked with him. They ate. They broke bread with him. They witnessed all these miracles and were even spoken to them, uh, to them, amen, in John chapter 6, amen, that he was the son of God. And Peter saw that. You are the son of God. That's what I say you are, amen. And so here they are. He said, children, do you have any food? And they answered him, no, verse 6. And he said to them, cast the net. I want you to catch that. Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. Now, I want you to understand this, amen. We don't really see anywhere in the synoptic gospels or even in the New Testament before Jesus' crucifixion, we never see them really fishing for food, amen. Even when when Jesus in Matthew chapter 14 and 15, when he begins to go into uh, uh, the Sea of Galilee and he begins to uh, divide fish and loaves of bread, they weren't fish that they caught, It was fish that a little boy had in a lunch sack and brought to them. Amen. I want you to catch that. They weren't out there fishing for their own food. And now here, Jesus says, drop your nets. Now he's telling them, cast your nets. Come on, somebody. You guys got to love the word of God. Amen. You got to be a student of God's word. I want you to, got a question on that? Amen. What do you think? Do you think it's the same? Do you think there's a similarity? Or do you think there's a contrast of him telling them to drop their nets? Come on, somebody. Drop their nets and follow me. You were men who cast nets, and you were men who were fishermen who caught fish, and I'm going to take you from that profession. I'm going to take you from that way of life. I'm going to take you from that lifestyle. Come on, somebody. How many of us have been delivered from a lifestyle? Come on, somebody. If you want to share that testimony, amen, you should shoot me a a text message, a private message, a DM, whatever it is, amen, and I want to hear your testimony. Maybe we'll bring you on on a Sunday night, amen, at six o'clock when we're doing our gossiping, amen, in the cafe next door. So listen, I want you to catch this. He says, drop your nets and follow me. Now he's telling these same disciples, are you getting this tonight? He is telling these same disciples, or are they not the same disciples? This is podcast number 39. Why don't you reference number 39 and shoot me back a message? Is it the same disciples? Peter and James and John and and, and, and so if we think and Andrew do we think these are the same guys he says drop your nets and follow me now he's telling him in John chapter 21 in verse 6 and he said to them cast the net they did not have a net because they had dropped it oh come on somebody am I am I getting this correct I mean this is the word of God what, what about you as a listener and a hearer and, re, and a viewer of this whether on YouTube or listening to this on this podcast, number 39, he says, Cast a net. And so I want you to know, he told him to drop it. And now they're casting it. He says, Cast your cast a net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Isn't it amazing that when you and I try to do something on our own? when you and I are trying to go through life on our own, when you and I are trying to figure out life, can I get an amen? When you and I are trying to make it happen, amen, when we do it on our own, amen, we come up with a big old goose egg. We come up with settle, zero, nada. But when Jesus shows up on the scene, come on, somebody. When Jesus gets involved, hallelujah. When Jesus, amen, is leading us, come on, amen. He's leading them because he's telling them, cast the net they cast all night long and they could not catch nothing are you getting that tonight and now he comes and takes the lead and tells them cast it on the right side now look what they say amen because they knew that they had done this all night amen now matthew and mark they take a different uh, a viewpoint on this amen because of their synoptic gospels and their perspective on this and so this is what happens so they cast their nets and they were not able to draw it in because of the here i want you to hear this m word multitude of fish i want you to catch this amen whenever jesus gets involved in your life and is leading your life can i get an amen when he's leading your life he will deal in the multitudes of blessings the multitude of things the multitudes of outcome amen and i want you to understand that amen They caught nothing. They toiled all night. They worked all night. They fished all night. They toiled and labored all night. But when Jesus took the helm, when Jesus took the lead, they burst out in a multitude of abundance, amen? And that's not a prosperity message. I don't believe in that junk. But I'll tell you this, amen. It is in the multitude of God's direction that now begins to bless their lives, amen? Once again, verse 7, therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, John the beloved, he says, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he didn't see it. Come on, somebody. He received the Holy Spirit in John chapter 20, when Jesus commissions them as the apostles to go out, amen, and make disciples. Yeah, he had received the Holy Spirit, but he can't, listen, I want you to say he couldn't see. Come on, somebody. He couldn't see. And so the Bible says, and when he heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for in parentheses, for he had removed it. Come on, somebody. He took it off. Let me tell you something about your salvation, amen. It will never be taken away from you. It will never be lost, and it will never be forgotten. It only gets removed. Oh, come on, somebody. You have to remove the covering of the blood of Jesus over your life by this, by denying Christ and going back to your former ways in which Jesus saved you from. Come on, somebody. I know a lot of people don't believe that. Are you one of those Amen. I I, I know a lot of people and I debate, not because of arguing, but I talk back and communicate with them over coffee. Amen. And we'll talk and talk for hours and hours. And they do not believe that they believe once saved, always saved. That is not biblical. It's not scriptural. It is a free gift from God, but it's our responsibility after we get that gift to do something with that gift. Come on. We say in this house, we say in this church, this house of God, amen. It is our responsibility to be responsive To the free gift of salvation and the grace of God, that's a free gift, what we do with it. It is our responsibility and how we respond to it. Can I get an amen? And the Bible says, for he had removed it in verse seven, and he plunged into the sea. There goes that baptism again. Come on, somebody. He plunged into the sea because he could have rolled himself. And many people say, well, why did the others come into that? You know, why did all the others come with the boat? And why was Peter the only one? to plunge well peter was the only one to deny christ now we know that judas is scared, but that wasn't denying christ that was a a total different uh, scenario jesus told peter you would deny me peter said no they're both forms of sin and so peter said no i won't and then he ended up doing it come on somebody but the other disciples came in the little boat for they were not far from land but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish excuse me i have to sneeze (laughs) thank you, for they were not that far off, amen, dragging the net with fish, now Peter jumps back into the water, man, because he needs to put on that salvation, he puts on that, that coat, amen, and, and, and I'm telling you something, amen, he goes, and he goes for the plunge, come on, somebody, he goes, amen, and puts himself into that form of death, oh man, I must die again, here I am again, Peter, Simon Peter, amen, and so here we go, in verse 9, it says, Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. There you go. There we go, bread and fish again. Come on, somebody. Bread and fish of the kid with the sack lunch. Bread and fish now with Jesus on the shore. Now, I want you to understand this something. They came with the boat load of fish. The Bible says, and they came, the other disciples in verse 8, But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net of fish, dragging the net of fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire, it was already burning, of coals there, it was already hot, and fish already on the grill, amen, and bread already broken. Oh, come on, somebody, Woo! I don't know about you, but I get a little excited, that's not the sermon tonight, so I got to stay focused, amen, but. Oh, that just fires me up, amen. That's that's another series that we'll be getting into, amen. But now you got to get there. Jesus don't need what we got to offer, amen. He gives us what he has to offer because that's what we need. Come on, somebody. Jesus don't need what you have to offer. He offers us, amen, what he has because that's what we need. That's what you need. That's what we need. Come on, that's what I need. Come on, somebody. He doesn't need what you have to offer. He gives us as an offer what he has amen so that that is what we need come on somebody and then as soon as they came to land there was everything was going on i mean verse 10 and jesus said to them bring some of the fish which you have caught that's because jesus directed them he wants amen that response from them so they bring it amen he always jesus always had them doing hands-on things amen just like when they broke the bread and divided the fish, and he tells them, you tell them to sit down, and you feed them, and he gave thanks to his heavenly father in heaven, amen, and he gave them the loaves of bread, and the uh, and the fish, amen, he broke it, and there was fragments even left over, and represented of every tribe that was there of Judah, amen, verse 10, and he said to them, bring some of the fish that they have caught, and Simon Peter went up, and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not broken when jesus is leading you when jesus is directing you when jesus got the helm amen it isn't to set you up for failure and it definitely gonna bring you into brokenness come on somebody not that kind of broke come on somebody brokenness in spirit amen so that we're humbled before his presence yeah that's something we do but god's not gonna break you come on somebody we took deacon on a walk amen five and a half miles he got broke amen he's passed out in the back of the uh, of the church amen near my office amen he is just out he's broken Jesus, don't do that. God, don't do that. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so here we are, amen. So they, they caught that fish. They brought it. And Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dare ask him, who are you? Disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Amen. I want you to catch that. They didn't have to ask. They already knew who it was. And they didn't dare ask because they needed to believe without seeing. Come on, somebody. They had that faith that it was the Lord. Amen. In verse 15, check this out. In verse 15, the Bible says, so when they had eaten the breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? I want you to stop right there. This is where the frustration starts to come forth. Amen. Peter is receiving of the Holy Spirit. He's got it. He didn't see the Lord, but he heard it was the Lord. And then he made that plunge. I want you to understand this. Some people do ask Amen. maybe you have the same question. Well, why didn't the other disciples make, take that plunge? Because they were not the one, come on, somebody, they were not the one that made the decision to go back to fishing. Come on. They were following their leader. Mm, 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 mm. For pastors out there, men that are misleading their flock, uh, for pastors out there, amen, that are false teaching to their flock, uh, amen, uh, pastors out there, men that are showing, man an ungodly exampleship to the flock, amen. Your people, our people, God's people are going to follow the wrong example if we're not representation of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. And it's happening everywhere. Amen. You got a thug for a pastor and you got little thug disciples running around. Come on, somebody. Yes. I know we don't like to listen to that. And I know we don't like to talk about that. But you know what? I've been in the church all just about all my life. Amen. Growing up in the church. Amen. Getting uh, saved at eight, uh, baptized at nine and then running from God for 20 years years because of the junk in the trunk of the church come on somebody i seen the good the bad and the ugly amen and then i come out as an adult amen and answer the call of god and then one of the worst things that i think i've ever experienced in the church uh, movement or the or the body of the church amen is church banging yes i've been church bang where are you from amen i've been tagged bang amen from a local church amen and I'm going to leave it at that, because if you send me a message, I'll give you the link to the private podcast that shows that testimony. Come on, somebody. And so with that, amen, I want you to understand something. They followed their leader. Who was their leader? Peter. Why? Because in John chapter 6, God tells Peter, on this stone, I'm listen, Peter, Caphas stone, Simon, Peter. You are going to be the chief cornerstone or that cornerstone of the church in which I shall build that church on. And we see that that's what happens through the ministry of Peter. That's why Peter is the first one to now go and flow in the message of the commission of God. Listen, I want you to follow this, amen, and I will I will teach this series, amen, after next week when we finish this part. I will get into that as we start to teach about the Holy Spirit, amen, around Mother's Day, in between Father's Day, and so forth on, amen. So I want you to catch this, just as, as, as just a, as a paraphrase synopsis of this, amen. Peter here does not see the Lord, but he hears that it is the Lord. It's not the Lord that speaks to him. Come on, somebody. It's not the Lord that speaks to him. hello, it is the fellow brethren, John the Beloved. He says it is the Lord. and Peter hears that it's the Lord, and he goes. Amen. I want you to catch this, amen. This is where the frustration of Peter starts to become evident. See, when we only are when we are only receivers of the Holy Spirit, when salvation was given to us through grace and mercy, grace is getting what you don't deserve grace is getting yes getting what you do not deserve mercy is not getting what you do deserve come on somebody and so when we when we receive salvation through mercy grace and mercy we receive the spirit of god But then there's still that moment in a believer's life when we start to grow and mature. And why is Peter... Amen. And his apostles, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, amen, he starts to write about this, amen, about being childish at one point in your life and always needing the milk and never able to endure solid food, amen. And he tells us to put those things away and take up, amen, of the solid mi- a word of God, amen, and be able to mature to that point uh, that we can now go into that next moment in every believer's life that Jesus desires. I want you to understand this because in John chapter 20, he commissions these disciples to be apostles, apostolists, sent. And we read that we did that. We studied through that through Good Friday up until Good Friday. Okay, So I want you to catch this. Amen. Now, Peter, amen, has received the Holy Spirit in John chapter 20. And now he's now being able to Come through these moments with Jesus now. After they don't know where he's at, and so he's getting ready to ascend into the, uh, into the throne of God. Amen. And so now we see Peter. Now he's right here before Jesus, and I want you to hear because you weren't, you probably won't see it, but I want you to hear his frustration because he has not been filled with the Spirit of God yet. He has not been filled with the Holy Spirit. These other disciples did not jump and take that plunge because Peter, as the leader. Told them what he was going to go. Peter went back to fishing. And they followed the leader. Can you say amen? There was a podcast I have about that same example ship. Send me a message and I'll send you the private link to that. Amen. So when they had eaten breakfast. In verse 15. I want you to follow along. Jesus said to Simon Peter. Simon son of Jonah. Do you love me more than these? He said to him. Yes Lord. You know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. And he goes on to say in verse 16, and he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, 10, my sheep. Verse 17, he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. I want you to see that. Amen. See, there's something that's going on here. I don't know about you, but when you're asked the same question three times, come on, somebody. You start to get grieved, amen? You start to get hindered. Come on, somebody. You start to get frustrated, amen? When we're looking at these things and wondering, uh, didn't I just answer you? Th- didn't I just tell you the answer? Why are you asking me the same question? Because there was something that Jesus was trying to communicate to Peter. Restoration. He's trying to restore Peter because you got to understand this. Before we can be filled with that spirit, in other words, to go to that next a uh, 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 season or that next uh, moment in a believer's life from going from that that believer, just like the, the, the apostles, amen, when they were just disciples being called off their father's boats to stop being fishermen and to become fishers of men by following Jesus, amen. He brought them, amen, they weren't the choice bunch, uh, they weren't the educated bunch, they weren't the wealthiest bunch. Come on, somebody. Uh, and I want you to understand they were brawny, because if you think about this, amen, Jesus grabbed that, I mean, uh, Peter grabs this net of fish, and he drags it to the shore. It doesn't even say any of the other disciples helped them. Come on, somebody. These guys weren't. And I'll tell you one thing, Amen. When you fish, Amen, and you go out to sea, man, there ain't no ain't, ain't no wimps out there fishing. I mean, you got you got to be able to deal with those high seas. If you ever watch uh, King Crab season, Amen, or, or or deadliest catch and everything else, man, these guys, man, they weather some hard storms, Amen. That's why I said when, they, when you get into the military, especially the Navy, amen, when you start to look at men that have been on the ship, amen, and they've gone through uh, the seven seas, amen, and they've sailed, amen, across the oceans, amen, they do not come off as being weak and timid, amen, in lifestyle, amen. There's a lot of work that we have to do. There's endless nights and sleepless nights, amen. The work's got to get done. And it's a floating city, and we don't have, amen, 911 to call when we need help come on somebody amen so we see that peter amen is a strong person amen he's coming a he fell, amen he denied jesus christ not once not twice but three times exactly like jesus said he would and he has not been restored till this point remember when jesus was being led to the cross of calvary peter wasn't even following with the group he was following from a back of a distance come on somebody he was following from the back of a distance Amen. Because of what he had done. He had heard that rooster crow and he realized that what Jesus told him happened. So this is the moment where Jesus begins to restore him. And I want you to understand something. Amen. We get restored. Amen. By the power of God's grace and mercy. And yes, it's that moment when he's getting ready to get that moment in our lives. Amen. When we then are filled with His Spirit, because he receiving something is not the same as being filled with something. Come on, somebody, you could be receiving of a cologne, a, a bottle of cologne, amen. And you can go out there and work twelve hours, you know, uh, in ninety degree weather. Come on, somebody sweating up a storm, smelling like funk, amen. But what matters, amen, that you have that little bottle of, of of ointment, amen. You got that little bottle of cologne, amen. But if you don't put it on, come on, somebody. If you're not putting on that cologne, amen, ain't doing you no good. Hallelujah. Come on. You got to put that stuff on, amen. You got to be filled with it. You got to be anointed with it. Come on, somebody. And so no different, amen. You could, have the, you could receive the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't mean you're full of it. Come on. And you must be filled with that spirit in order to function and go forth and execute what God has called you to do. We find that in the book of Acts, amen, because Peter is there in the upper room with all the other disciples. And we know the book of Acts, amen, is a famous understanding, amen, of the day of Pentecost, amen, when the Holy Spirit fell upon that upper room and all that were there in unity and one accord were filled with the Holy Spirit. What's more important than that, going on later into chapter two and going into the early part of chapter three, we see Peter, amen, come on somebody, we see Peter now, Amen, being filled with that spirit is able to speak out and speak up. Can you say, Amen? Speak up and speak out. Come on, turn around and tell your neighbor, speak up and speak out. Amen. And so I want you to understand this, Amen, Jesus begins to uh, begins to uh, I'm gonna stop right here in verse 18, amen, and I want to just finish that with Peter. Amen. So here, Peter, amen is filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two. He then goes on to, Uh, stand up when they start to mock that they were drunk with new wine or drunk with a a wine at an unethical, uncustomary time of the day to drink. It was against Jewish customs. They meant to even drink at that hour of the day. So uh, Peter comes out and he says, hey man, listen, you don't understand these guys ain't filled uh, with no wine. These, These women of God ain't filled with no wine. They're filled with the spirit of God. And Peter begins to rebuke them in, in, in Acts chapter 2, going into Acts chapter 3, amen, he rebukes them and begins to correct them of their wrongdoing. Amen. Come on, how many you know you can't do that against your enemy? I want you to understand this. When Jesus reveals himself in the latter part of chapter 20 of John and the early part of chapter 21 of John, they were hiding out in a room because they were afraid. They were afraid. Come on, somebody. They were afraid of the Jews and all them that crucified Jesus Christ. See, when you're lacking this being filled with the Holy Spirit, we're living in fear. Come on, somebody. And how many know fear leads to frustration? Why? Because we're so scared, amen, nothing else is working out for us. We're so agitated and and very timid, amen, by by the nervousness of our fear, which overpowers us. That's why Jesus says, amen, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us sound mind, peace and and love and a sound mind, amen. And so I want you to understand this, amen. It's no different, amen. There are times where my glasses, amen, if I don't have them on and I'm trying to read something, I get frustrated because I can't see. Come on, somebody. Or maybe there's a lot of noise and you just can't hear. Come on, somebody. And maybe sometimes, amen, there's so many distractions. You say, I can't even think straight right now. It's so loud, I can't even think, amen. And you're frustrated. Come on. Peter was dealing with all these things. He could not see the Lord, but he had to hear that it was the Lord. And he plunges into it and he goes back. And all these things are taking place in his restoration. In order for you and I, listen, I want you to know something. You can be saved but doesn't mean that you've been restored. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm striking a conversation right now. Woo, I just got under somebody's skin. Come on, somebody. Somebody don't like that statement. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, you can be saved, but doesn't mean that you've been delivered. Hello, somebody. I've been delivered by his blood. Come on, somebody. You can be saved, but doesn't mean you've been delivered Amen. And so when we think about this, amen, Peter is going through his deliverance. He's going through his restoration and God is appointing him. Amen. As he begins to send him forth. Amen. Peter does all these things. And I want you to understand in chapter three, Peter does a miracle when he goes into the gate. Beautiful. Amen. And as he's entering, he sees the lame man there and he's asking for alms. And he looks at Peter and Peter looks down at him. Peter and John, and they look at him, and he says, silver and gold, I have none. Come on, somebody. Silver and gold, I have none. It was not about finances. It was not about bling, ding, amen, and all that uh, glean, amen. No, he says, silver and gold, I have none, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Take up your bed and walk, and Peter starts to function in what God had anointed him to do. Come on, somebody. Why? Because he was now filled with that spirit of God. I'm going to leave it right there, amen. I'm going to strike that conversation with you and we'll have a a little discussion. We'll do another podcast. Maybe you might want to come and join me and we'll do the discussion. Come on, somebody. Look at John chapter 21, verse 18. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and you walked where you wish. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, saying and signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. My God. It was the same thing, but in a different situation, and different circumstance, when Jesus first told Peter, follow me. He found Peter hanging out on his father's boat, mending the nets and getting ready to to get ready for the next shipment that they went out to see. He tells him, drop your nets and follow me. I will make you fishers of men. That's the time he tells Peter for the first time, follow me. I want you to catch this, amen. He's the disciple amen there was no salvation at that moment because jesus had not yet been crucified he had not come into glory he had not been transfigured amen on the mount amen all these things did not take place he had he was barely getting his earthly ministry going he had not fulfilled all the things that that god almighty wanted him and had prophesied for him to do and fulfill come on somebody that's why when his mother told him to change this water into wine he said man it is before my time come on somebody. And so I want you to understand this. The first time was at that moment in Matthew chapter 4. He tells Peter, drop your net and follow me. Now he tells Jesus, uh, Peter to cast that net, but he tells him for the last time. I want you to catch this. The last time. I want you to say that with me. The last time. Peter received the Holy Spirit, amen, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 20, we just got done reading that. Amen. In John chapter 20, Jesus Is no longer in the tomb. He has risen. Come on. And then he tells his disciples. I commission you. Go ye into all the world. And make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them as I taught you. Come on. They're being commissioned. Apostles sent. And they're being commissioned. But this moment right here. In Peter's restoration. and moment of restoration. I want you to understand this in verse 18, when you are being prepared for that moment in your life to be filled with his spirit, come on, somebody, you can receive the direction of God. You can receive the direction of God. See, I want you to understand this. We get frustrated when we're speaking with the Lord, Jesus, Peter's speaking to God. He's speaking to the Lord, man, right there. Jesus, he's speaking to Jesus and he's getting frustrated. what, 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 he's grieved by this manner that jesus is asking him for a third time he's trying to talk to him and he's frustrated with that he's grieved with that he's disturbed by that come on that's what frustration is come on or sometimes amen because we have not gotten to that moment in our belief and in, in relationship with jesus that we've been filled with the spirit we're still just in the receiving part of the spirit Amen. When we're dealing with the Lord or or the Lord is dealing with us, we get frustrated. Come on, somebody. Why would God ask me to do this? Why would God put this on me? Or maybe trying to understand the Lord. He's trying to give us something or he's asking us a question. Or maybe he's even trying to give us direction. Amen. Like he's telling Peter here in his restoration. He's telling Peter, amen. Listen, Peter, listen, Peter, if you love me, this is what I want you to do. He asked him again. Peter, do you love me? This is what I want you to do. And I want you to understand that these are three different situational moments in a believer's life. Lambs, sheep, and then sheep. He tells the sheep, amen, feed my sheep. Tend to my sheep. And then he says, let me start that over. The first one he says, feed my lambs. The second time he asks them, he gives them a direction. He says, tend to my sheep. Lambs, feed them. Sheep, tend to them. And then at the end, he says, feed them. On the third one, where he's now, he's fabricasted Now he's, he's, he's grieved by why Jesus is asking him three. He's not even understanding when you and I, amen, are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're just still receiving of the Holy Spirit. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, it's me, me. Uh, oh, it's, I, 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 you know, and then we get to say, hey, amen, it's, it's always better to give than to receive. Come on. So, here we he are. We're still these Christians. Amen. Receiving, receiving, receiving. But we're not in a position of maturity. Come on, somebody. The Bible and the New Testament teaches everywhere about being mature in Christ, growing in Christ and our maturity in Christ. Come on, somebody. We're still that, you know, give me, give me, give me. And we're not giving, giving, giving. And when you're filled with the spirit, you're no longer receiving only, but you're receiving and you're giving. You're part of God's kingdom and you're functioning flowing and going in that kingdom. That's why Peter being filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two is now able to rebuke the very people they were previously afraid of. And not, not only that, He's now being asked by by the man being laid at the gate, beautiful, and he does a miracle in his life by telling him, take up your bed and walk. He goes, silver and gold, I have none. It's not about that. Amen. What I do have, I got it in Jesus because I'm filled with it. I'm full of it. Come on, somebody. And that man who had been lame all his life, amen, gets up and starts walking, dancing and shouting and praising God in the temple. Come on, somebody. When you're filled with that spirit of God, you're no longer, amen, on the receiving end. You are being receptive of God and all that he's doing. But now you're giving of God. Come on, somebody. You're a giver for God. Oh, come on. Nobody likes that. You don't like that, right? Come on, somebody. People don't like to know that when we're filled with God's Spirit, we start to go to work uh, for his kingdom. Amen. Not because we have to, but because we're responsive. I got saved, amen. And God set me free. Hallelujah. And he delivered me and he restored me. Come on. And now I'm responsive to what God. Well, I'll stop right there, amen. Because some of you are getting all twisted up right now. Yeah. Ah, I can't believe this. What do you mean, work? I, I still want to receive everything. Man, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up in your faith. It's time to grow up in the spirit of God. It's time to stop being a receiver only and get up. Take up your bed, the bed that you have made in God's favor and God's grace. I'm going to stop there. This is supposed to be a lesson I'm preaching now. Come on, somebody. You got to get up and do something with what God has told. Come on, you don't want, you don't want, maybe you're not there yet. Holy Spirit, tell me, maybe you're not there yet. This is probably gonna break you. Come on, somebody like Deacon, gonna break you. You want to sleep all day? Can't make it home. No he's he's sitting there shaking. You know, five and a half miles. Woo! Come on, somebody. See when we are lacking in that feeling of God's Spirit, Amen. Where He can now take the lead in your life. Come on, somebody. He tells Peter in Acts. I mean, in John chapter twenty-one, He tells Peter in verse eighteen, "I am gonna give you how you're gonna die." Oh, Listen, you're not getting this, beloved. You're not getting this, brethren. Amen. He told Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the crowing of the rooster in the morning, and Peter denies it, he rejects it, he stands against it, come on, somebody, when you and I, amen, are are not filled with God's spirit, we start arguing with God, come on, somebody, and let me tell you something, amen, I've been in places, amen, oh, you see the glory of God, amen, in my life, and all around my life, but you don't know the story of God in my life, amen, I'm telling you something, he's put me, he's allowed me to go to places, amen, that I would never dream to go, amen, he's put me in places, amen, because he's got an anointing that he wants me to receive, And then he wants me to give with that anointing amen. And I want you to know, I wouldn't want some of the things about just about everything that I've been through. I wouldn't want it on my worst enemy. But because you're filled with the spirit of God, you can take exactly what he's trying to tell you he's not trying to punish me he's not trying man it's a merit it's amazing how you fake christians out there and, and lots of daisy christians out there all self-righteous and, and those christians who think that their funk don't you know don't stink in their trunk come on somebody and they want to know where did they sin or where did they go wrong what, what why is god because they don't even understand themselves and they claim to be filled with the Spirit. I'm going to tell you something right now. Just like Peter was given his commission in and, and, and John chapter 21, verse 18. He told him by which manner he would die to glorify God. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but that's the way I want to go. I want to die in a way that glorifies God. Come on, somebody. People said, oh, I just want to be raptured. Oh, I don't want to. man. You know what, God, let me die. Let my life be worth a, amen, a reception, amen, to go home, amen, and be welcome into your kingdom, like many who have fallen asleep before us till this day, where Jesus would say, enter in, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Can I get an amen? Because many want to just get raptured. Oh, I don't want to feel the pain of death. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, see, that's the problem. When we feel this way, amen, sometimes we got to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. And the fact that maybe we're just still receiving God's spirit, maybe we're still adolescent in our faith, maybe we're still adolescent, amen, in our knowledge of God, amen, maybe we're just adolescent, period. We're overgrown baby Hueys, amen, refusing to grow up in the faith. And becoming mature Christians, amen, they will go out and stand as a representative. I don't know about you, but if you stopped at the Bible at John three sixteen, you've missed the rest of the word of God. And if you're afraid to go into the, one of the greatest books that brings us the power of worship, which is the book of Revelation, it will tell us that we are a royal priesthood and that we are ambassadors For Jesus Christ. Come on somebody. To be in an enemy land. and a foreign land. As one person representing. The whole kingdom of God. Come on. That's what I want to be. I want to be his ambassador. Not because I want it. But because he gave it to us. And some of us are refusing to grow up and receive. I want you to hear this word for you. Receive. That appointment. That God has for you. I'm going to tell you this much right now. I get calls, oh, man, you're lucky, Pastor. Oh, man, God. oh, Pastor, you're just blessed. Listen, don't look at the glory because you don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know where I've had to trust God beyond my limits and my own abilities. But the Spirit of God, amen, has taken the lead and he's comforted me in places, amen. See, we just look at the glory of all things. We don't want to take the time to sit down and hear and learn about the story of God. That's why we have gossiping on Sunday nights. Gossip, gossiping, gospel, and sipping coffee. You come on Sunday night. Stop being lazy, and I'll call you on that. Stop being lazy. Come and ask these questions and learn how your story becomes God's glory. Don't just stop at that. And then be a giver of God's kingdom. Imagine being a representative of God where you entrust his spirit in you. That's what being filled with the spirit of God. And I'm going to leave that amen so we can journey into the the series on the Holy Spirit. People mock and people shun the fact that you're filled with the spirit. No, let me tell you something. When you're filled with the spirit of God, you first receive it at salvation. That's one moment in a believer's life when they get saved. But there's a moment in a believer's life, amen, when he lives beyond himself, when he no longer lives for selfishness and immaturity and childishness. But that man of God and that woman of God grows up uh, and they understand the principles and the purpose of God's presence in their life and all that we read through the word of God. And at that moment, amen, they mature into a place to understand I can be trusted and I can and shall be Entrusted with God's spirit to be his ambassador and to be a giver in his kingdom. And I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about a life. I'm talking about a, a testimony, a voice, amen, to share with those. And we've lost that man in many different times. I don't got time to go into that because I just want to close with this one point, amen. God says in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, Man, He given us, amen, life. See, some of us, amen, have gotten saved, and he restored us from a lifestyle, and we received his spirit. We got saved. We received it, and that's all we spend the rest of our life doing. Give me, give me, God. Give me favor. Give me blessings. Give me all this. Give me cars. Give me money. Give me jobs. Give me my wife, give me my husband, give me my children, give me, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give, give me. And that's all we do. We come to church and you know, there you are, Santa there right there, man. Putting that little, that little imprint of your rear end on those chairs. Come on, and never moving. Man, some of us have been in the same chair, in the same church, in the same services. Hey man, did you fit like a glove? You you kind of sit down and you do this, that little, that little shift, you know. It, you ever bought in a used, See, I buy used cars. I, I, I haven't bought in a brand new car. And I would say probably 21 years since my son has been born. I probably haven't bought in a brand new car in 21 years. Yes, that's right. In 21 years, I have not bought in a brand new car. When we bought almost a light new car, it was when my daughter was born. It was a little Toyota Corolla and it was bought in 1999. It was a 1997. It was two years old. You buy, sometimes I buy cars that are 10, 15 years old. And guess what? You get in there and the seat's all broken in. And this, guess what? It takes me a while to get used to that But print. Come on, somebody. Because somebody else has been, that's their print. Come on. And I. it takes me a while to get in there and to fix it. It took me almost four years to get into the print of, of my wife's car. We still got my wife's car. We still got, it took me a while to try to get into that. That was my wife's print. Come on, somebody. You get what I'm saying? We're going to church, we've been sitting in that same chair, that same pew, that same position, that same locale, and we refuse to mature and grow. Yes, I am going to call you on that. It's all about maturity. See, when you grow up and you... Leave your mother and father's house. you end up going to get your own place. You start buying your own cars. You you start buying your own uh, groceries. You start paying your own bills. And then you have a family, man. And you start raising your own children. And you start providing. Now you're maturing to a level as a parent. And you start providing. The kingdom of God is no different. Some of us, amen, are still the kids being cared for by somebody else's provision. Come on, somebody. By somebody else's provision. We're being provided for by somebody else's vision. Come on, somebody. When God has a vision and a, and a provision and a purpose in your own life to be that to your own family and to others that God will lead you to lead. Come on, somebody. So I leave you with this. Amen. He said he's given you life, but to have that life even more abundantly. There's more than your moment of salvation. There's more to that moment of grace and mercy. There's more than just receiving that Holy Spirit. It's that feeling of his spirit. When he realizes he can entrust in you and trust you with what he's filling you with. And now you become what he did in the apostles or the disciples when they became apostles. In Matthew chapter 28, and John chapter 20, he said, go into the world and teach others. He said, make disciples out of all nations. And not only that, baptize them and the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, and teach them as I taught you. See, some of us can't teach because we haven't even been learned ourselves. I want you to study this portion of scripture, amen? In, In Galatians chapter five, verses 16 through verses 26. See, when we're filled with the spirit, we got fruit. Not fruits. People start to claim all these different fruits of this. No, there's only one fruit of God's spirit, and that's God's trust in you to be a giver of his kingdom. To the lost world come on somebody it's the fruit of the spirit and there's you got to read this portion of scripture for time's sake for time's sake you just got to look at that and you got to study that so i want to leave you with this amen don't be frustrated because let god flow in his spirit through you don't just be a receiver of it because we receive a lot of things like i just got to I just got a, a, a coupon, amen? A coupon for 20 bucks, amen? Said it couldn't be used until midnight. 20 bucks. That, that coupon could just sit there. But it doesn't do me no. It's $20, amen, to, to go get gear or go do whatever, amen? But that $20 gift certificate does not do nothing unless I use it. Unless I activate it and allow it to function. I received it, but it don't mean nothing. I got to do something with that. I could hold on to, oh man, look at, they gave me this. It's a $20 gift card. Oh my God. But if I don't spend it, if I don't plan out what I'm going to put that towards, it does me nothing. That's the spirit of God in you and I. We receive it when we get saved. And the Lord says, Receive my spirit. We receive it. That's how we find his grace. That's how we are covered under his mercy. But then there's a moment in every believer's life. When we must make that point where we come in one accord with God. And we come in unity with Jesus. And at that moment, he fills us with his spirit. And now we can start to function on the appointment of God's destiny in each and every one of our lives. And in that moment in our lives, amen, God could tell us exactly when we're going to die, even though he won't give us a timeline. But I'm just sharing this with you as a foundation. He could tell you in what manner we're going to go, like he told Peter. And I'll tell you this, we'll be good with it. We won't try to spend our rest of our life trying to get off a bucket list. No, we'll say, okay, God, this is what you've given me. Then guess what, Lord? I'm good with that. I'm at peace with that. It is well with my soul. And now I'm going to fulfill what you pointed me because now you can entrust in me. See, each and every one of us has to go through those moments of maturity. When we got into a job and then they start to see your maturity at the job and your skill at the job amen, that you learned, amen, and you understand what's the functionality of your position, and now you become a leader amongst other people, and now they put you in charge as a lead and an assistant manager and a manager, and then sooner or later, amen, you're you're, you're promoting up, and you've been given more responsibility. Yes, along with that responsibility comes a whole lot more accountability, but a lot of times, amen, it also comes with a lot more moolah, in other words, a lot more dollars. You get promoted up, you get paid more. Come on, somebody, and that's what I mean, amen, See, people want to look at the glory, but they don't want to understand the story. They don't want to understand. They look at people and they get mad. They get jealous. There's one Christian rapper says, hey amen. You know, haters are going to hate, amen. You hate on me. On, you're drowning, amen, in the ocean, amen. You're shipwrecked in the middle of the sea. And I pull up and you'll be hating on the boat that I pull up in. Rather than instead of being happy that you're being saved. Come on, somebody. We got to mature in our faith. And when we are mature in our faith, God begins to entrust into us much, much more. And the spirit begins to fill us, amen, for every moment. Let me tell you something. It is not just one moment that I've been filled with his presence, amen. It has been needed at every nick and cranny, every crack and crevice of all the things that I've had to endure in my lifetime, amen. I've needed God's presence overwhelmingly refilled, amen, to the brim of my soul, amen, to allow me to endure his appointment, of what he has assigned to me so that I can continue to not just be a receiver of his kingdom a receiver of his kingdom but to be a giver of his kingdom to the lost for salvation and deliverance and healing god bless you tonight amen father tonight we come before you and we thank you and we praise you